0: Hello again, friends. This is Pastor Lowell. I welcome you back to our series entitled Return to Rome. Let's start with just a short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you again that we can unite to study. We pray your blessing on each of our listeners and you'd help us to understand where we are in time. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. This is number 6 of our series, Return to Rome. We are in section 2, entitled, The Pope Francis Effect and Agenda. And we have been looking at Revelation 13, verse 3, where the Bible says, All the world wandered after the beast, which is the papal system. And we saw for that prophecy to be fulfilled, five things at least must have happened. Number one, the death of Protestantism, which we've looked at. Number two, a positive view of the papacy, which is what we are looking at. Number three, religious unification. Then number four, removal of competition. And finally, number five, a global common problem or common enemy. And we've been looking at this, number two, positive view of the papacy. We understand that Pope Francis is a very popular personage, popular pope. But we have discovered that he is a Jesuit. Most people who don't know anything about him know that he is a Jesuit pope. And this is the first Jesuit pope that has ruled. We have been reading from the book Great Controversy. I'm going to pick up again now from page 235, where it says the Jesuits rapidly spread themselves over Europe, and wherever they went, there followed a revival of popery. And certainly, wherever Pope Francis travels today, we see a revival of popery. Have you heard of the Francis effect? This is the effect that Pope Francis is having upon the Catholic Church and upon the world. What we are seeing as a result of the Francis effect is increased mass attendance, larger crowds at papal audiences, and an increase of people coming to the confessional. That was according to a, a post in the Washington Post. And that's exactly what Ellen White had predicted, that wherever the Jesuits went, there would be a revival of popery. Back when Francis was first elected, Christianity Today, which is a Protestant publication, on June 4, 2013, said this. They had an article entitled, this is in the opinion column, entitled, Our Francis Too. And it says, quote, why we can enthusiastically join arms with the Catholic leader, which is, of course, the Pope. And then the article says, Papa Francesco, in the damp darkness of St. Peter's Square, the crowds chant his name when Jorge Mario Borjolio, the Archbishop of Buenos Aires, was named the new Pope. Seldom has a religious leader been embraced so warmly across the Christian world, including by many evangelicals. End of quote. So even evangelicals that would be Protestants are warmly embracing the new Pope. Another Protestant publication entitled Relevant Magazine on June 13 of 2013 said this about the Pope, the new Pope. Quote, Why is the Pope so popular? And then it said, The secret of success that has brought Pope Francis into good graces with evangelicals. And the article said this, Ever since his election, Pope Francis has taken a series of actions that seem to be, be very, well, unpope like He used public transportation as a cardinal. He lives in a smaller quarters than he could, and he asked for a blessing before giving a blessing to the crowd which gathered in St. Peter's Square on the day of his election. Now before I read on, I would ask the question, why? Why does he do all this? And you know the answer. The answer is because he is a Jesuit. That's exactly how Jesuits act, and he is acting exactly as a Jesuit should act. Let me read on now from Relevant Magazine. It says, What is stranger than Pope Francis' actions has been evangelicals' reactions. Never before has a pope become so widely accepted by Protestants and evangelicals. End of quote. And that's amazing that this Catholic pope is being accepted by Protestants and evangelicals. You, some of you, may have seen the picture which has been broadcast all over the Internet, was taken back in uh, 2014, June 24, 2014, of Pope Francis standing surrounded by Protestant leaders, Kenneth Copeland and others standing there with him, with their wives. We have a Catholic pope surrounded by Protestant leaders. And so, indeed, we can see that there is a positive view of the papacy. This is number two in the five things that must take place before all the world wanders after the beast. Number two, a positive view of the papacy. And indeed, that's a, we are seeing a positive view of the papacy, largely because of Pope Francis's effect. Wherever Jesuits went, Ellen White says, there followed a revival of popery. And we are seeing that today with this Jesuit Pope. Now here's something else that's very interesting. Pope Francis, the first Jesuit Pope, is also the first Pope to speak to a joint session of Congress. You may remember that. That was back in 2015 when Pope Francis came and spoke to a joint session, the Senate and the House together, September 2015. And that was certainly an amazing uh, event, given that America is considered a Protestant country. Now, what's also interesting is that, do you know who the first foreign dignitary was who spoke before a joint meeting of Congress? Actually, it was a day apart. First he spoke to the House, and then the next day to the Senate. But this is the first foreign dignitary who spoke to a joint meeting of congress do you know who he was he was general marcus de lafayette i don't know if you've ever heard of general lafayette he was an american revolution general that fought under george washington in the american revolution and of course after the revolution he spoke to a joint session of congress And later, this was not actually at the time of his speaking, but later he said this. This is General Lafayette. He said, quote, It is my opinion that if if the liberties of this country, the United States, are destroyed, it will be by the subtlety of the Roman Catholic Jesuit priests, for they are the most crafty, dangerous enemies to civil and religious liberty they the Jesuits have instigated most of the wars in Europe we're going to see in a later presentation that we do in this series how that the Jesuits are working to destabilize Europe today but I thought it was very interesting that this first foreign dignitary to speak to a joint session of Congress, said that the Jesuits are the most crafty, dangerous enemies to civil and religious liberty. And it was, in 2015, a Jesuit Pope that was the first Pope to speak to a joint session of Congress. How ominous. Let me read a statement from Robert Caringlow. He, this is from the 70 weeks, the historical perspective, page 31, says Jesuit priests have been known throughout history as the most wicked political arm of the Roman Catholic Church, end of quote. Let me read another amazing statement. I'm going to read the statement and you can guess who said it. This is what the statement, this is what the person said quote, I do not like the late resurrection of the Jesuits. They have a general, now in Russia, in correspondence with Jesuits in the United States, who are more numerous than everybody knows. Shall we not have swarms of them here, in as many shapes and disguises as ever, in the shape of printers? Editors, writers, schoolmasters, etc. If ever any congregation of men could merit eternal perdition on earth and in hell, it is this company of Loyola. That's the Jesuits. End of quote. Now you might wonder who said that? Can you guess who said it? The third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. He said, if ever any congregation of men could merit eternal perdition on earth and in hell, it is this company of Loyola, the Jesuits. And if you've ever seen Mount Rushmore, you've seen the four famous presidents' faces carved there in Rushmore. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt. Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States, said if any congregation of man ought to be sent to hell it is the Jesuits and now we have a Jesuit Pope and mark this friend the Jesuits have not changed the world has changed Protestantism has changed Ellen White says wherever the Jesuits went there followed a revival of popery now the question remains what is the agenda Where is Pope Francis taking the church, the Roman Catholic Church, and the Christian movement at large? That is the question we're going to take up in our next study. Join us again next time as we continue our series, Return to Rome. Let's end with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, again we pray that you would help us to be faithful to you here at end time, not to be misled or deluded or caused to unite with your enemies. Help us to see clearly the issues at end time and to stand boldly for the truth. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, God be with you until we meet again.